I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Welcome to the official pod. We are presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. But together, WinBet, Eric Allen here inside the studio with Anthony Beck, Eric Coleman, Trader Joe up to his tricks again here to get night two, the 2022 draft underway. Making a trade with the New York Giants, the Crosstown Giants goes up two spots, gives the Giants a fifth-round pick, and he takes Brees Hall out of Iowa State. Anthony, were you surprised by the selection and also what kind of player the Jets get? No, not surprised at all. I think they're playing with house money at that point in the second round. Um, They're getting an elite offensive talent that basically carried this entire program on his back for the last, you know, two and a half seasons. Super productive, a ton of touches, over 800 touches in his career. He's still only 20 years old. Uh, Excellent patience as an outside zone runner, inside zone runner, downhill power gap scheme type style runner. And when he gets to the second and third level, he's got great awareness and great ability to make people miss and an extraordinary burst with his 4.38 speed. And the most important thing, guys, he can get it in the end zone. 50 touchdowns, I think 24 straight games he scored a touchdown. Um, he is an elite back, and he can catch the football as well. So 80-plus catches doing that. He, Elijah Vera Tucker in 2021, Jermaine Johnson in round one here in 22, Brees Hall in round two in 22. Uh, Joe Douglas not afraid to use that capital and go up. I love it. I love it. You see a guy out there that you know can help your team. That can that can come out in here and and be a first day starter on this team. Go get him. Go forget the, forget about the rest of the picks. Go get your guy. And I love what they got in Brees Hall. You know he's he's a guy who's a, third, a three down back who can run between the tackles. He runs behind his pads and he's deceptively fast. I, I think uh, earlier we were talking and you said that he reminded you of like a Matt Forte. And, and, and I see that. I see how smooth of a runner he is. He has great vision. He has great patience. He sets up his blocks well. I think he's going to be a great addition uh, to this uh, New York Jets offense. So much speed being drafted in these first two rounds. All right, we got to be honest, though. We did a mock draft here inside the studio a couple of days ago. You were virtual, and Anthony Beck takes Brees Hall out of Iowa State. I, look, <laughs> I, I felt like it's a luxury pick for the team. Um, you know, do they need a running back? No. But can you get through a season with 
one young back. I think we've looked at the, uh, the Jets over the last couple of years and that doesn't really happen, right? You need more bodies. And now you're talking about an elite body. So this is the top running back in the draft, folks. 40 inch vertical, okay? He graded very high across the board in testing. Uh, so he's a superior athlete. And literally, you know, everybody week to week when he was at Iowa State, everybody on defense knew he was the catalyst that made the engine run and they still couldn't stop him. They loaded the box up. I watched him play games where eight, almost nine guys in the box. Those guys blocked him up and stuff, but he still finds a way to get through and make people miss, man. Uh, he, he is fun to watch, and I'll, he is a big-time pickup for this football team. He is going to be good. He, you're going to want more carries from him. I'd be shocked if he doesn't come in during the season and really like, wow, like this kid's pretty good. I know immediately when he gets to training camp, he's going to have that effect. Do you worry about the workload, the touches that he had during college? I don't. I don't. He's young. Anthony said he's 20 years old. This is a young man, uh, and, and he's not going to get – anything close to that here uh, with the Jets because you don't see a lot of running backs getting 30 carries like they did, you know, back in the day. Mm -hmm. He's going to get 14, 15 carries a game. Uh, Michael Carter is going to get the other, the rest. And so you still have Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson. There's a lot of work to go around. And what I like about Brees Hall is that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yep. You know, you can run your screens. You can run uh, swing passes. Your, your check down pass can get turned in into an 80-yard play. So uh, a guy who can make people miss in the open field, uh, he has the, the speed to go the distance. You know, look at him. He's an All-American. Uh, th this guy knows how to play ball. 718 carries at Iowa State last year, 253 carries, nearly 1,500 yards on the ground, average 5.5 yards a carry. For those watching on YouTube or NewYorkJets.com, that's 50 touchdowns on the ground. And another thing that he just talked about is he can be Zach Wilson's friend out of the backfield. 36 receptions last year, 82 for his career. Um, he's really adept. He looks very comfortable uh, getting out mm -hmm. and running some pattern. Very smooth. Uh, understands space. You know, can match up uh, out of the backfield versus the backer, beat him one-on-one -on -one and get into the open area, catch the football. Um, you know, I think when we watched Zach Wilson last year, some of the struggles he had was kind of getting those easy throws to those backs or whoever tight ends. Well, now he's going to have dudes that are capable of making big plays in those situations with Brees and, of course, continuing with Michael Carter and, of course, the two tight ends. So uh, this takes a lot of pressure off your quarterback. You know, we, we get enamored by all these throws that Zach Wilson made in his pro day and at BYU. He's not going to have to do that. Those plays are now going to come open for him a little more naturally within the play development and progressions because now you've got multiple weapons, you know, coming out of the backfield, going across in motion. Uh, Elijah Moore, all these different things now, two tight ends, one tight end, tight end split out, uh, two backs, maybe Brees and, 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 uh, and Mike Carter on the field at the same time. I mean, wow, like, you know, Michael Flora, like, you know, he's – He's kind of be like you know, the ultimate man of science. He's going to be cooking. All the smoke's going to be coming out of his office. Well, you because... just posted on your Instagram, right? So yeah. I was looking over it. <laughs> that so... was a Jets picture I stole, but I thought that was great. Yeah. He's looking at him like, wow, now what? Say something. I got you, guy. <laughs> so Sal is taking a look at LaFleur and saying, yeah, hey, man. You what do you think? Yeah, well, right. and, and I think all that starts with the offensive line and what they've done, yeah. you know, establishing this line. You look at it across the board. You bring in Lakin Tomlinson. You already have Vera Tucker. Uh, Makai Becton, he comes back healthy. I, I mean, you have – the key components for a great run game. You know, they're going to be able to protect the quarterback, give Zach Wilson some time, and all the pressure won't be on your quarterback now that you can run the football.
Brees Hall, too, another specialty that he brings to the table, which the offensive linemen are going to love, is a back that understands how to set up his linemen mm, yes. to block. Patience. So he's waiting, waiting, gets a guy to go, and then Bambi comes here, and now it's an easier block for the lineman. Instead of a guy that just, like, catches a ball, takes it from the quarterback, and just tries to hit into this hole with no Running rhyme or reason. Back. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> not, that's not Brees, man. That's not how he's run the ball. That's That's been his whole career. But, and he's made guys look really I'm, good. I'm, I'm kind of interested how we're going to handle this. Michael Carter on both sides of the ball. You got Brees Hall. You oh, got Bryce man. Hall. I'm worried. Man, it's going to be – it's going to be – We got Zach Wilson. We got Garrett Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Wilson oh, to Wilson. Oh, you mentioned Forte before. <laughs> what about Jonathan Taylor? That's a name yeah. that some people have thrown out there when they were trying to look for a pro comp for they aforementioned Brees Hall because Brees Hall's 217, 218 pounds, and he's a 439 guy. I think it's a good comp, but it's just a piece of his game. Right. Okay. He also gives you, and, and I don't want to bring this name, yeah. but that patience of a of the pinnacle of Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. that kind of style running is what, you know, we kind of all thought we were going to get here several years ago. We didn't get in those Steeler days, but those are the runs that he can make as well. So it's a combination of those kind of guys, and, you know, it's, it's going to be fun, man. This kid's going to come in. He's going to work hard. He's super smart. He's a great kid, a great person. Community is going to love him, and it really builds the culture of this organization. Another top-tier talent guy that has great background and character. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Just think about where the Jets have come in the last calendar year, maybe in a couple months. Draft Elijah Moore last year. Sign Corey Davis in free agency. Draft Garrett Wilson this year. Draft Brees Hall. You're starting to see it all come together. Mm-hmm. Braxton Barrios, again, he was here, but he resigns. But Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, he didn't get time coming out. But for a big guy, he really can move. And then Garrett Wilson sub 4-4 as well. So the speed dynamic is going to be a lot different on this football field compared to even just a year ago. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you talk about – we talk about offense and defense with the speed, but look at the special teams units. You know, look how they're going to improve with, with all this mm-hmm. depth that they've created. This team got got strides better. They got a lot better on offense, defense. Uh, you have a lockdown corner in Sauce Gardner. Uh, you already brought in one in DJ Reed. Uh, you know, you, you, you add in – all these talented players, Garrett Wilson on offense, a guy who's going to help spread that field open, along with Elijah Moore. I mean, look at the youth. Look at the speed. Look at the intensity that is brought into here. They're, they're, the, all these guys have Robert Salas' persona, that all gas, no breaks. It's going to be a lot of fun. High-level competition every Absolutely. practice, right? I mean, think about corners, safeties. All these guys are going to be competing for valuable time, and now we're going to get a tremendous amount of great players on the field at once that are determined to be the best at their position. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good time right now, and I, and I think we all kind of predicted that, like, look, with the, the, the – 
free agent moves last year, this year, the draft capital last year, this year, that there can be some significant changes. Yes. And the one thing that Joe Douglas and Sal, trust the process, right? It's not happening last year. It's part of the process. Now you look what you're adding into the fold with all the new pieces coming in. And they still got more picks. And there's some heavy hitters dropping still yeah. that are still available in this draft to make some even more home run hits. Like you talk about, even if it's a special team player, you might get a really good high-end special team player and a guy that can ultimately start. Uh, but when you look at all these picks, these guys are going to be, uh, you know, at least in my eyes, pushing to be on the field immediately for the Jets. Yeah. And start with Gardner. And Garrett Wilson, like we mentioned. Um, Jermaine Johnson going to be part of that pass rush. Uh, you have so many different options. I just, I just find it fascinating the speed difference on this roster over the course of 18 months or so. It, it's just going to be so noticeable in a league that favors guys who can do damage with the ball in their hands. Take a dump pass five yards and turn it into 50 mm. or take a screen, take a slant, go to the house like Garrett Wilson can. You have more guys are going to help you get those big plays in a hurry and then also get to the quarterback defensively. Yeah, I mean, and you talk about Jermaine Johnson and Anthony, you've been saying it since we picked him. A guy who has 70 tackles at DN, what that means is he's getting to the ball every play. He's not just making the splash plays that a normal defensive end does. He's pursuing, he's flying over the field, and when he gets there, he has terrible intentions. He's trying to hurt people. This guy is physical. He's going to bring a different a different level of physicality to the defense, and, and I, just, I love it. I love these young guys that really love the game of football. They, they play with their hair on fire, and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Chip man. on the shoulder. Yeah, too, right? chip, yeah. He, chip he didn't the want to be 26. Yeah, he thought he was going to be. He's loving it that he's here at 26. Yep. But he thought, you know, people are like top 10 for this dude, and he's been through a journey now, and that may yeah. be why. I mean, kid was at uh, a Juco, you yep. know, trying to find his way. Last chance you. Yeah, last chance <laughs> you. I mean, you know, those guys, are. that's a tough deal now. They, they It's not like, you know, having fun and, and get all the accolades of some of these big schools, worked his way up and, uh, you know, finally found his home at Florida State for his final year, and he made the most of it. So, yeah, extreme amount of production out of all these guys. You're looking at their numbers. It's sick numbers across the board for right. these four players, leaders of each of each position in their category. Yeah, yeah. and the other thing is uh, character. I mean, these guys, mm -hmm. definitely dynamic talents, but they are going to fit very good into a culture – that you see Robert Sala and Joe Douglas building here, what they want. These guys love football. They're going to be good teammates. They were good teammates on the college level. You guys mentioned Johnson. He's a guy who stayed in touch with everybody in Georgia, was happy, was celebrated when they won the national championship. He yeah. said he just had to go to Florida State to further his development, and he took that next step. But I've been so impressed talking to Sauce Gardner, thinking about his story how he was so lightly recruited coming to Cincinnati, undersized, tall. He, I don't know what, he was like 5'9", 130 pounds in high school. And then he just took off, <laughs> lanky kid, and then steps along the way. And Garrett Wilson, think about what competition did for him at Ohio State, playing with Chris Olave, Jameson Williams. By the way, those guys go 10, 11, and 12 in the draft. That was really kind of ironic if we look back at it. Um, but – these guys, when Salah says, we're looking for players who love football, these guys all fit the bill. 
Yeah, and sometimes when you mention those kind of guys, they don't really have maybe the matching numbers. They're like, oh, yeah, he's, we just love the way he played. But these guys, you get both. Like, very rare, you know. Yeah. And it's very rare where you could actually talk about four guys. Like, literally, they're all interchangeable as being arguably the best player in this in this draft lineup for them. Uh, again, I, I can't get over. Uh, How happy is th- Zach Wilson? That you're able to get these guys. I mean, it's impressive. He's got, I mean, listen, he's, look, I said it yesterday. I, I'll say it again. Go to work, Zach. Just go do your thing. Get better every day. Make football, and I know he is. Make it important to you. Every little detail. It's not. It's more than throwing. It's more than getting on the film. It's more than asking coach more questions. It's. It's. It's got to be every detailed aspect of what you do in your life has to be. Uh, has to be all about the quarterback position, improving yourself. If he does that, he has an opportunity to be one of the best that ever put. A uniform on here because of the pieces around him. Mm-hmm. It's on him. You know, nobody's going to be able to just make that happen. He's got to make that happen. And again, that goes across to the guys we just drafted. You know, if they just do what they've been doing, it's going to be good. Michael Fleur, good. Michael Fleur has so many options. So we keep on talking about that, but you just added Brees Hall to the equation. Right. That means, so we were saying that yesterday when you pick up Garrett Wilson, but now you come back with Brees Hall, who was the most productive back in college football. A dynamic talent. So you just keep on adding to the mix. You really address the tight end position. You mentioned Lankin Tomlinson. You mentioned all the pieces up front where they're building. Zach Wilson, number two overall selection last year. Moore and Davis and Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to watch all, how quickly this all can come together now because there are a lot of new pieces, but there are a lot of talented pieces. Absolutely. I mean, and you add in that competition, you add in that, that intensity, that want to get better. You know, Sauce talks about coming in here, trying to get better, trying to learn from your teammates. Garrett Wilson comes in with Corey Davis in the locker room, you know, with, with uh, Braxton Berrios. You know, he had, there's, there's, guys, there's veterans at each position that these guys can all come in and learn from and good enough players that they can push them to be the best that they can be. Carl Lawson's coming off an injury. Yep. I imagine when him him healthy, Jermaine Johnson on the other side, and that defense behind him flying to the ball, it's going to it's gonna be really nice to see. And, and honestly, you know, just a message to the current players, you know, and, and I don't know who they are. They all may be – if you're not in the building or you're going to be getting in the building soon, get here, man. Because having all these guys together right now, going through OTAs, working out, running, grinding, sweating with your guys, and you bring in this rookie batch, man, it's, it could be special. But you got to put that – it's got to be team, man. It's got to be about the team. Yep. And if all these players are here doing that every single day, like we did back when we played, good things can happen. We were here when, the, when those years happened. That good things can happen real fast for this football team yep. if they're here completely every single day heading in the training. I camp. just want to end with this. What, what were your thoughts overall on we, – we talked about Tyreek Hill. I, I'm putting that to bed, but there was a report here today that the Jets offered uh, their 10th uh, selection, a second-round pick mm-hmm. for – and a second-round pick for Debo Samuel and a fifth-round. I know you, a uh, fifth rounder. Just, just your thoughts quickly. Yeah. How, how it turned out. Well, now, just, just from, back. from the beginning, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of it. Yes, Debo is great. Tyreek is great. But when you talk about what you have to give up, look what we would have been giving up. You're giving up uh, talented players at each position that are going to be able to help your team. Well, you it, turns out, it turns out, it turns out, you're not getting Garrett Wilson. And the cost, any- right? Yes. And you got to pay him twenty plus million dollars. Yep. You got you got four young players who are going to contribute from day one and that are going to be here for a long time. All right, so you can make the argument that Jets got the top 
player in four position groups in Ahmad Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, and then finally, Brees Hall. Speaking of Brees Hall, let's get to Ethan Greenberg, who talked to him after his second-round selection. Now joined by the newest Jet running back, Brees Hall, out of Iowa State. Brees, just what was your reaction when you found out that the Jets were on the clock? Did you have an inkling that maybe they traded up to get you? Yeah, um, you know, I just – for a while, it felt like it was taking forever. But then once I got the call and I, I saw New Jersey, I just knew I was like, all right, this is this is the moment. So it's just it's just been a blessing. Did you have any feeling throughout the process that the Jets liked what you brought to the table? Like, are you surprised that the Jets called you or are you thinking like, no. you know what, this is this is where I was supposed to go? Yeah, uh, it, it didn't really surprise me. You know, I had um, a formal meeting with them at the combine and some Zoom meetings. So um, I had already kind of built a relationship with the coaches. So. Um, once I got the call, I didn't really surprise. So what do you bring to the table for Jets fans that haven't watched you play before? How would you consider or what would you consider the strengths of your game? Um, a three-down back who can, you know, block, catch, and run. Um, a natural playmaker, um, somebody who could hit the home run and, you know, just somebody who can do it all. What was, what was the key for you to be so consistent the past two years? We're talking – First-team All-American, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, stats off the charts. So what was the key for you for that success over the past two seasons? Uh, really just focusing in on those small things. My coaches always preach to me that if I focus on the small things, then my natural ability will take over. So, you know, for me, it was just staying on my P's and Q's and focusing in on the small things. So with this Jets running backs room right now, Michael Carter yourself, what, what do you know about Michael Carter and what do you think that you add that maybe he yeah. doesn't have? And what kind of combination do you bring and put on the plate here? Uh, I watched him at North Carolina, so I kind of got a feel of how he was, him and uh, Javante Williams. And, you know, uh, just knowing that he's a bruiser, but he can also make you miss. Um, and I really, I really like his game. I feel like I can compliment him a lot. So I'm just excited to get in there and learn from him. What about your game suits what the Jets do well here on the pro level? Uh, I mean, I feel like being a three-down back suits every offense. So, you know, for me, just being able to do everything at a consistent level. All right, last question for you, Brees. What's your message to Jets fans right now? Like, what type of player, what type of person are they getting in you? Uh, they got the best running back in this draft, and they got um, a person who's going to be great on the field and great off the field. So, you know, just somebody who's going to give their all on the field, but somebody who's going to be able to impact the community off the field. Awesome. Brees, congratulations. Appreciate the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. All right, with the magic added, Ethan Greenberg is suddenly here, not <laughs> with Brees Hall anymore. It is Friday morning. Yeah. What do you yeah, think about the draft? Minutes, three minutes into oh, Friday. The, the, before I ask you about that interview and your interaction with Brees Hall, what do you think so far of the Jets draft? Uh, how could you not be? I mean, how could you not be excited? In all being realistic, or, you know, I think that when you look at the Jets draft, I think depending on which analyst you talk to, you could say the Jets drafted the best cornerback available, the best wide receiver available the best running back available. And I'm sure there's some people that believe that Jermaine Johnson was the top. 
pass rusher, but I feel like consensus is that he was a very good pass rusher and a very good class. Yeah. So I, I feel like so far, how could you not be excited because the Jets got better at a lot of positions. And really, like, what stands out to me more than anything is if we just talk about the cornerbacks room, that room ended last year with Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles. You add Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Now that room has really good depth, and I think that kind of motto you could implement at other positions like tight end with the addition of Jeremy Ruckert and C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin. And with running back, you add Brees Hall in there and Garrett Wilson as well. I just feel like there's a lot of depth now starting to build up at key positions. How cool a story is that Jeremy Ruckert grew up a Jets fan on Long Island. I'm sure that's something that I feel like I empathize with. I mean, not the not the Long Island part. Yeah, empathize with it. Yeah, no, empathize. You know, I, I, well, I don't know what the word is. It's twelve oh five. Twelve oh five in the morning. You don't you don't have empathy for Jeremy Rocker, but you can relate. Yeah, that's yeah, the word. You can relate growing up a Jet fan and now working hey, for the organization. Maybe maybe it's empathy. Some tough years, guess, kid. You know. <laughs> I want to know who his favorite Jet was growing up because you know I, I had favorite Jets growing up and. You know, I'm, he's around the same age as me, a little younger, but, you know, I'm sure we have some overlap. Like, I'm just, sure he was a big Leon Washington guy. I just talked to Rucker, and we're going to hear from him at the end of this podcast. But, uh, yeah, we were thinking tight end all along for the Jets this offseason. They had right. to address it, right? But after free agency, you didn't know what was going to happen because they got ZJ Uzama in here, and they got Tyler Conklin in here. And that kind of changed the dynamic of the position. And we're kind of working our way, uh, I guess, from back to front now because this is their latest pick. But uh, interesting where they go to Ruckert here because I don't necessarily think tight end was a a big need at this point. Yeah, especially in round three, to your point. But he sticks to the board here, Joe Douglas, and that's what he's been doing all along. Yeah, I also think that it's important to note that C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin were both later round picks. They weren't like first or second round picks. And that was something that actually I noticed when the Jets signed both those guys, where it's like, maybe you have a guy, you develop him for a couple years, and then all, uh, then he comes on the scene. And, you know, the Jets love to run the ball, and Jeremy Ruckert's prowess is definitely in uh, run blocking. Yeah. My, uh, you know, I have a question for you. It's similar. The running backs room, like when you hear Brees Hall is selected in the second round, knowing what the Jets think about Michael Carter, like, are you surprised at all? Or are you like, you know what? Like, this is going to be a one-two punch, and they're you know, like, let's roll. I think you want playmakers, so I guess it makes sense that the Jets are following a script that Joe Douglas said one of the big things of emphasis is to continue, continue to accelerate the development of his young quarterback. And he takes Garrett Wilson with the number 10 overall selection. He brings in, brings in Lake and Tomlinson in free agency. He gets the two tight ends, and then he comes back with another tight end, but Brees Hall, this is a crowded running backs room, and but that speaks to the changing nature of the National Football League, too. I think that what we've seen in years past is, listen, this offense is predicated on a lot of guys touching the football, and Hall is a guy who was so productive at Iowa State, and he's fast, and he's big, and you got really good run out of Michael Carter last year. Tevin Coleman's back in the mix. Um, he, uh, Robert Sala was talking about Austin Walters. Austin Walter today, 
You got LaMichael P. Ryan still yeah. on the roster. Ty Johnson's another guy on this offense who's a sub 4 4 guy. I know. I mean, if we go up and down the roster, and I was talking to Becton Coleman about this a couple minutes before you got on, was this roster has really changed in terms of a speed dynamic. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And with the running backs in particular, I just feel like at, if that room is fully healthy at the end of training camp, a good player is not going to make the team, and that just speaks to the depth at the position. What stands out to me about Brees Hall, you look at you know, you know, look at his resume. Yep. You know he's a consensus first-team All-American back-to-back years, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Stands out to me, FBS record rushing touchdown in 24 consecutive games. The guy finds the end zone. Dude, he had 50 rush touchdowns at Iowa mm-hmm. State. That's and, crazy. And, and he had 11 school records. And, you know, I, and I know Beck's not sitting right here like he was a couple minutes ago, and he loves the Brees Hall pick. but I, He picked I think, him in our mock drafts. Yeah. You know he's got a big ego. Hey, I was a part of that. I yeah. mean, he was the one that put him on the table, but, you know, I allowed him to do it. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> How about Anthony, Coach Beck, we should call him the yeah. head coach in the XFL. Great news for him. I, I feel like, you, you know, I, I feel like every time I think about who the Jets drafted, and as you know, it starts like replaying in my mind because you know we're so busy right after the pick. Yeah, I'm thinking in my mind like, wow, like this, this team really got instantly better. And you know, I, I understand, especially after free agency when they were yeah. pumped about what they got done in free agency. Especially, you know, to me, I even go one step further. You think about the guys who finished the season hurt, like Corey Davis, specifically Carl Lawson. Yeah, like fully healthy players that the Jets added last year in free agency like Davis and Lawson. Those are two like two new starters in 2022. I know Corey Davis played almost the full season or a big chunk of it, but he was on pace for a thousand yards. I just feel like the blueprint is there. And I know you don't win the draft in April, right? These players have to develop and whatever, but I feel like this draft has the blueprint to have an early return similar to 2021. And we're not even in day three yet. Yeah, we're not even day three. And the Jets right now just scheduled to have two picks. So it could be an early afternoon for you. Uh, yeah, for you Sa- too. Saturday afternoon, no doubt about it. Okay, let me flip the script on you because this is something that over the years you would do if I was in that seat and you were in this seat. What's oh boy. been your most favorite pick after two days? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, for the Jets. And that's not saying... He, he disliked other picks because yeah, he, right, right. You're, you're telling us this is an outstanding yeah, draft. Well, I feel like I'm slightly biased to Jermaine Johnson okay. because we were in Mobile, and I remember walking by. He was not on the Jets team. He was on the other team, the Lions team, the American team. And I remember walking by not knowing really who he was, and I'm like, oh, wow, like who's this dude? Because he towered over me, and yeah, I think he's just very impressive. And then fast forward to the Combine. Yep. Well, first of all, he had a fantastic week. That added to it. Then you go to the combine. I remember listening to his press conference, and I'm like, who's this guy? You know, like he just has a really calm, captivating way about him, like very comfortable in his own skin. Very confident. Very confident. I mean, but he, he was on the other side of the studio. I, I, I love the, the outfit choice, and he had an outfit change midday. Did he? Yeah, in the press conference. Well, when, when you did the one-on-one. Yeah. He was wearing the, the black and white or the black and yellow, like the bumblebee colored mm-hmm. floral print. Then he had the Florida State Seminole, like red, gold, white print suit for the press conference. And I, you know, hey, to me, it's Jermaine Johnson. Also, when you factor in 
just what this defensive front wants to do. And you know that opposite Carl Lawson could be a guy like Jermaine Johnson with John Franklin Myers and Jacob Martin also and everyone else on the roster. You add Vinnie Curry. To me, I think that's like a – it's a – I don't want to say game-changing piece, but it definitely changes the dynamics of what you want to do up front because we saw a lot of times last year where – Four guys in, four guys out. Yep. And so this just adds to that and allows you to have two fresh units where the drop-off of talent isn't maybe what it was last year. That could be. Do you have a favorite, though? It, well, I just want to say this first is that could be a hellacious pass rushing yeah. unit in sub-packages because Carl Lawson, knock on glass here, he comes back 100%. He was so outstanding during training camp. We were so excited to see what he was going to do on the field just from a curiosity standpoint because right. this was the perfect system for him. I am curious to see what happens in the middle, though. John, right. yep. John Franklin Myers, we love – the Jets love his versatility. Um, guy line up outside early, and then in those sub-packages can move inside. Quinn and Williams, one of the – most talented defensive tackles, young defensive tackles in football. Sheldon Rankins still here. Remember, the one guy that I forgot about earlier was Solomon Thomas. This is oh, a yeah. former top five pick yeah. who can give you some rush on the interior as well, who's familiar with the solid system. Uh, Rankins, um, Nathan Shepard back in the mix. I wouldn't be surprised, actually, not to get too out of myself, on day three of the draft at the Jets add either – a big defensive tackle. You would, be, if, you would be surprised if they do or if they don't. If 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 they don't, right. And then if they don't do it in the, in the draft, then priority free agents, undrafted yeah. free agents. But as far as well, there's also one more guy too, Jonathan Marshall. Yes. And you talk about well, a guy with like freaky traits. Yes. That's him. A good point. And we'll have to see what he looks like in the second year. But um, fa favorite pick. I like Sauce yeah. just because he just has a New York feel. You grew up in New York. I've been working here for a long time. He's just he's the kid who's going to get after you, get in your face. That's like a New York mentality, but he also is somebody who's going to really acclimate himself while inside the locker room. He's mm -hmm. talking about being a sponge. He also was a person who was doubted. He wasn't heavily recruited. He grew. He was part of that Cincinnati program. Who would have ever thought three years ago that saw Ahmad Sauce Gardner was right. going to be the number four overall pick in the draft? And then you think about the Jets. They had one of the greatest cornerbacks in the history of the league. A guy's going to be a Pro Football Hall of Famer next year in Darrell Revis. So there, there's some cool connections there. So I guess that one stands out to me. How about the most surprising pick for you? I think my most surprising pick would come from day two. Really? Uh, yeah, with with Hall or Ruckert being the two options. And to me, I, to me, it's kind of a push. Um, only because, you know, am I surprised? No, I'm not surprised. But with, to me, like cornerback, totally understand. Wide receiver at 10 and Garrett Wilson – you knew the Jets were in in the veteran market when they tried to get Tyreek Hill. Didn't surprise me that they were going after him, meaning Wilson, at 10. Then you talk about Johnson, edge rusher, not surprising at yeah, all. Yeah, quarterback, wide receiver, edge. Right. Check, check, check. Right. So that, that leaves me with the running backs and the tight ends. Yeah. And, and to me, I'd almost lean tight ends because of the two additions in 
free agency in yeah. Uzama and Conklin, it doesn't surprise me. Like, if you told me the Jets drafted a tight end, I would not have been surprised. If you told me it was round six, I would have been like, yeah, okay, or round five because the Jets don't have a six-round pick. They had two fives until they traded him away. If it's fourth round, I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm not saying that I'm surprised in the third round. It's just like, oh, okay, maybe that's a bit of a luxury pick, not that it's a bad pick. And with Brees Hall, I know I feel like the vibe that we get from Robert Sala and Joe Douglas is they love Michael Carter. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't want to add to that room. I always felt like there was going to be another guy. But when you look at San Francisco, mm-hmm. and that's really what we have to go on compared to last year, like Elijah Mitchell's a six-round pick. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe there's like a, a day three guy that can plug and play kind of like Michael Carter. Instead, it's day two, it's Brees Hall. And, you know, not I, I'm a fan of the pick. I just – I wouldn't say like – I wouldn't have put my money on that if I had the opportunity to, and it ended up being Brees Hall. Yeah, I think it's fair. I think you go either way as far as that second day. But it, it just speaks to what Douglas is doing here, is just sticking to the board, especially with that Ruckert pick. Because Hall, you can say, hey, listen, we, it's another playmaker. Another Absolutely. playmaker. And while Ruckert didn't have the opportunity to catch as many balls as he would have if he went somewhere else, shoot. I mean, you almost feel bad for Jeremy Ruckert, not because he's not a – talented player not because he's an NFL player now but just on a college level it's like that speaks to being a team-oriented guy because we talk about all these guys going to the transfer portal if right if Rucker was all about himself he'd be like okay so I I, I got Garrett Wilson here I got Chris Olave here I got I got I got Jameson Williams here now I'm never gonna get the ball so I'm just gonna go somewhere else but he stuck it out yeah and now he's a third round pick so, and because he's a complete tight end in terms of, yes, known for his blocking prowess more, but also and had the opportunity to really catch a lot of balls on the collegiate level. Right. And that's one thing that really helped him in Mobile when we were down there is that he was able to run those routes and showcase pretty good hands. It's also a great – I feel like it's a great situation for him when – you, you Like the expectation is not like to come in and catch 50 balls. Like his, the, I feel like the expectation for him is like you come in – you knock people off the line of scrimmage and you learn from the two guys in front of you or whoever's in front of you, whoever else is in the room, the two new additions to be in particular, like Uzama, Conklin, both day three picks who have groomed themselves into starters, earning second contracts. And then maybe, you know, down the road, you know, in 2023, even in 2022, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, let's say injury led to opportunity for Jeremy Rucker. If he stepped in and he was a a productive pro, Dane Brugler actually wrote, um, when we wrote, I wrote an article about five players to watch yep. in Mobile, and Dane Brugler wrote uh, in in it. I have the article pulled up. I think Jeremy Ruckert will be a better pro than he was in college, and it all comes down to opportunity. I now, think that uh, says it all. So that says it all right there. Um, by the way, Perry and Winfrey was he selected? He was not. He is he is available. He is the Senior Bowl for those who don't know. Senior Bowl MVP played at Oklahoma, defensive tackle, which is. You know, I would say right now a quote unquote need for the Jets. I'm watching defensive tackle and linebacker. Day, yeah. day, on day three. Oh, absolutely. Me too. Especially when you consider last year, Sherwood, Jamie Sherwood and Hamza Nasruddin both selected on day three as well. Good and point. So I, I think that's definitely something to watch. And don't just watch the linebacker position. With that being said, because those guys were quote unquote college safeties who played down in there in the box, 
So don't be surprised if the Jets find somebody of similar ilk here yeah. in 2022. Our, uh, our producer saying Darian Beavers also available. I'm pretty sure he was a mobile guy as well. Um, Daniel Falalele, offensive tackle, Minnesota. Oh, we're getting. I'm I'm getting a lot of. Uh, a lot of beeps we're, we're, right we're, now. We're, we're going to the Mobile guys. Yeah. Uh, the Minnesota kid's like 400 pounds. Yeah, he, he, he he's like seven foot seven. He yeah he is. How about uh, I exaggerate? The, the one guy that that I do think is available, Brian Asamoa. Oklahoma linebacker. Oklahoma linebacker. Loved his speed. Also senior ball guy. Okay. Oh no, I think he got selected. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's look this but, up right now. Oh, well, a lot of balls in the air right now. Oh, Minnesota Vikings, there you go. Oh, but that that is a good signal. There sig- you go. It, that's a good signal that it's time for us to sign off. That's it's, right. it's night two, but it's really uh, morning three here. But we'll be back to close it up with another podcast tomorrow, day three. But the New York Jets so far, quite a haul early in the 2022 draft. Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson. Jermaine Johnson, Brees Hall, and then finally Jeremy Rucker. Two picks to go, unless Trader Joe is on the move again. Trader Joe. Hey, Greens, <laughs> thanks for stopping by. We're going to close the pod right now with some words from Jeremy Rucker. Jeremy, it seems like you're in a lively atmosphere right now. Paint the picture. What's going on? You just got drafted by the New York Jets. I mean, I, I can't even explain it to you. I got, like, Everybody here grew up a Jets fan, man. I grew up a Jets fan. I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait to just get there and be a part of it and get to work right away. I'm excited. So can you tell me that moment when you were selected, what was the atmosphere like as far as the people around you? Uh, it was dead silent. Um, kind of everybody's nervous. I was getting a little nervous, um, kind of where I was expected to go and everything like that. But, I mean, I just stuck to it and stuck close. and. Uh, once that phone rang, everybody, you could hear a pin drop. And then once I signaled to my brother to grab his hat, I mean, it erupted. Uh, Jets chance going off left and right. Um, I mean, everybody here is ecstatic. I don't know who's more excited than me or that, but uh, it's a dream come true. I, wanna, I grew up going to games. I grew up going to training camp. I grew up all that, being a Jets fan, so I'm just excited. How valuable was that experience in January when you got coached up by the Jets down in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl? I mean, I thought it was great. I built a great relationship with all those guys. Um, Coach Mid and I, I thought I really tried going to him and soaking up as much of the knowledge that he's got from the game. Um, he coaches in a, in, a, in a way where it's very easy to understand. And, it's, and I think that, that the whole staff, I got, I, got a part to, I got a chance to be a part of that room for a week and, and soak it all in and be there and live that dream that I had as a kid and for just that week. And now that I'm living it now, it's just it, it's hard to put into words. I'm excited. Hey, are you going to be able to sleep tonight? It's a pretty loud crowd and a lot to celebrate. I had to tell him to be quiet. This is nothing compared to a couple minutes ago, man. Uh, I'm gonna celebrate it. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna enjoy the moment. Uh, I'm gonna have to lock my I'm gonna have to lock myself in, in a room in a, inside of a room. Everybody's gonna be screaming, barging in. But I mean, like I said before, this just goes this just goes to how, how close my support system is, how close my family is, and how we grew up being being Jets fans. They're, they're living this game just like that. Hey, thanks. Appreciate your time. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. 
What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.